What's going on, everybody? It's a uh, nice, crisp, plus three degrees here in Eastern Ontario on a Thursday afternoon. Logan, one, don't you forget it. Yeah. Take it in this. We were able to do the back half of our house, like roofed. We had to get our roof redone. We did the back half this week in January because it was plus two. Yeah. Yeah. Don't tell me global warming isn't real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Living in BC, Ontario. Yeah. Vancouver Island is the entire province of Ontario. Yeah. Uh, except for the fact we had like minus 12 yesterday and then plus three again today. <laughs> it was cold. It was cold. We're in for one. I heard we're in for another storm. Yeah, I, I saw, I got a weather report saying don't drive on Friday. I was like, oh. Don't plan on it. But uh, that's okay. Gives us more time to finish the draft 100. We are Ooh. currently working through the first edition. Draft uh, season, everybody. Which means we have the top 20 our initial top 20 for you guys. But yeah. Connor, there's somebody named Nathan Rourke who is expected to announce his signing with an NFL team soon. I think it's like a matter of when, not if now. Well, goodness, I'd hope so, man. You can only get engaged so many times and fake that you got big news coming. <laughs> I think he's got, well, he's worked out for what, 12 teams? Yeah, something like Our that. Our report, report says he has a he has a mo- majority of those have uh, put forward offers with some guaranteed cash. Like, which so we're gonna okay, say I do have a little bit of an issue with one though. Like I saw, I don't know if, who it was from, but I did see like, oh, he's working out for whatever it was, and it's gonna be a seven hundred thousand dollar guarantee. Okay, but the minimum for him would be seven fifty. Yeah, so it just didn't line up for me there. But I do believe that. He has received some pretty significant offers. I, I do as well. Uh, and I, I think with Nathan Rourke and going into the NFL, we, we can say he probably has seven offers, right? Like if we're saying the majority, uh, <laughs> I think he's probably got more than that. I mean, what does a team have to lose? Even if he doesn't go work out for a team, what does a team have to lose? by kind of gathering some of that information, knowing what they might know or talking to other coaches and GMs and saying, hey, what do you see in this kid? And they're like, yeah, we like him, we like him, whatever. And then you look at his tape in the CFL and what he did in half the season. There's no harm, even if he didn't work out for you, in throwing in an offer. No, I think, exactly. I think he's probably and got more than seven offers is, is what I was I do too. About. I'm being generous in saying seven, yeah. but he's gone. He's. I'm, I'm sorry, BC. Make sure you resign Vernon Adams, but he is gone. Yeah, and I don't know if this is, we'd love to say it, I don't know if this is quite see-you-never territory for Nathan Rourke yet, but this could be like the Ricky oh, Ray route, right? We're like teetering on see-you-never. the man. option and comes back. We're teetering, but Ricky Ray did the same thing in his early career, right? Like, tried the NFL thing for a little bit and was like, ah, you know what? I was I was more successful and I got more opportunity to start in the, in the CFL. In now... The question would be to personalities, and obviously we don't know him, and we don't know Tyrell Ford, who we are getting to as well. Um, but if that comes around, and say your third string practice squad, th- like bottom end of the roster, 
but you're making significantly more cash. Is the pull to stay at the NFL where you have that much more money? Or is the pull to come back to the CFL where you play and start and are an impact and a factor on your team? Yeah. And at this point, all we can do is speculate because he hit the nail on the head. We don't know him personally. We don't know his personality. All we know is what we see on TV, social media, in interviews and stuff like that. Granted, in the interview he did earlier, uh, I think he came out in December, but he did do an interview with Donovan Bennett on the matter. Mm-hmm. And he said even he wasn't sure. He's got to explore the doors. He's got to turn the knobs. He's got to see what's behind. But it did sound like in that interview, he's not going to be quick to leave the CFL. He knows what he has. He's a starter. He is he's a star, quite period. Frankly, quite frankly, the face of the league, right? Like I was about to say that. Um, he knows what he's got up here. and. Would he leave? Could I see him leaving for a number two job? Yes. Could I see him leaving for a really good number three? Potentially. Could I see him leaving for a backup job? Absolutely not. I think the only way he goes is if it is backup quarterback money. Yeah. Or at least the opportunity to prove himself as a backup. And I I kind of floated to you. uh, Farhan Lalji kind of tweeted out his opinions on who would be the best fit. And he said Vikings, Giants, and Bucks if Brady returns. And then he yeah. said some other interesting ones would be Seahawks, Dolphins, Titans, New England, the Baltimore Ravens, the Cowgirls, Cowboys, uh, <laughs> the Rams, and the Lions. Both of our teams listed, Connor. Yeah. I would mean, you want him? Okay, so say Ben Johnson leaves for a different job. Would you want Nathan Rourke to go to the Lions? Well, first off, if Ben Johnson leaves, I'm crying. <laughs> That's that is issue number one. We got to get out of the way. If Ben Johnson leaves the Detroit Lions this year. I am crying. Ben Johnson made Jared Goff eight. I'm not going to say. I'm not saying he is, but Jared Goff or sorry, Ben Johnson made Jared Goff statistically one of the ten best quarterbacks in the NFL this year. After statistically, week six. statistically, that's all I'm saying. Ben Johnson's a good offense coordinator. I think Nathan Rourke. It's amazing what happens when you play in a dome in December and January, right? It's phenomenal. I love (laughs) it. Home field advantage is real. It also favors teams who don't like to play in the cold. But Jerry Goff is very much an in-the-pocket, make-the-read, make-the-throw type quarterback. Nathan Rourke does a lot of those things very well, but he's also very athletic. I think Ben Johnson could do some very interesting things with Nathan Rourke. He fits the system. I doubt he goes to Detroit. I saw the Dolphins, and this is where I kind of went – yeah. Oh, crap. Because, look, you can be a, a member of two and on all you want. He's not a good quarterback. What makes their offense great is the fact that they run the ball and they have two of the fastest receivers on the planet, which forces you to play off coverage. When you play off coverage, you just run quick slants, quick drags, get the ball out of two of his hands and let the receivers do the rest. Find the space, throw the ball. Yeah, quickly. <laughs> yeah. Now add Nathan Rourke's arm speed, arm strength, and the same level of decision-making into that mix with more athleticism, you take the next level in that offense. That's where I think. And and the whole point with the Dolphins to me is if you go and they have Tua still there, he's going to get hurt. He's been hurt, what, half a season he missed this year? 
I don't think that I texted you this. I don't think that they bring Teddy Bridgewater back as their backup next year, because if we know our quarterback has an injury history, our backup quarterback sure as hell can't be getting injured every time he touches the field. And that's what's happened every time Teddy Bridgewater goes in this year. Seems like something happens every single game he plays where he gets hurt. Um, so I'd, I'd take the Dolphins. They bring back Tua. Sure, sign me up. Tua get hurt three, four weeks into the year, and I'll have a, at least two weeks plus of starting time in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. And, and you have Mike certainly... McDaniel, if the ownership isn't stupid enough to fire who I think should be the coach of the year. Yeah, you could, uh biasly I'd like to make an argument for Dan Campbell. But yeah, no, I, I think what Mike McDaniel does Mike McDaniel has done in Miami has been very impressive. Very impressive from the from the hop, from the get-go. Um, but yeah, I mean, for Nathan Rourke, that's certainly an attractive situation. Nothing against, you know, Tua or his injury history, but concussions are scary things. They, you know, decrease the lives of careers significantly. It's hard to once you get one, it makes it easier and harder to makes it easier to get one and harder to come back from, I should say, mm-hmm. um, to finish that complete thought. But yeah, I mean, there certainly is elements that you look at Miami and you're like, dang, he could get that opportunity. Um, you know, I think the Vikings are another very attractive option there. That was your favorite you had mentioned. It, it was it was something that I liked because again, what did bc do with nathan rourke this year well they surrounded him with a hell of a lot of downfield weapons and i think that pairing nathan rourke with somebody like a justin jefferson a very great possession receiver like an adam thielen is only going to do good things for nathan rourke oh and not to mention that james butler was the second best running back in cfl this year and dalvin cook was one of the top five running backs in the nfl this year so i think there there also is some i don't think they're moving away from Kirk because of continuity so. there sorry they're not moving off of my guy Kirk D. Cousins. No, no, they're not. But it's an but that would be a, number it'd be two a stable. Option. It would be a stable backup position. I'm with you on that. Um, okay, other fantastic CFL slash esports news: Tyrell Ford signs a futures deal with the Green Bay Packers. Uh, <clears throat> this is uh, promising for the Waterloo Warriors cross or product, uh, youth, athleticism, and length three very key things in this decision uh, that allowed him to go after one year of not even starting full-time in the CFL. Yes, I agree. Awesome to see another U sports and OUA product at that, get an opportunity in the NFL with the Green Bay Packers. But need I remind everybody that this is a story that we heard before with somebody I believe is a much more talented defensive back than Tyrell Ford. This happened not two years ago with Marc-Antoine Ducroix of the Montreal Carabin. Oh, you went there right off I the did, bat. and I'm comfortable going there. I'm okay, comfortable going there. Here's the difference to me is, is I don't think teams. they're – Yeah, I don't think they're looking at Tyrell Ford to play safety for them. I think that they're just looking at him as a depth guy who can cover in space and run down the field and make a ton of tackles on special teams. Kind of like what Dean Leonard did this year with the Chargers, right? Uh, Shout out to him. Going to be playing in the playoffs this Saturday in Jacksonville. Uh, We're giving our picks before the end of the episode, by the way, for this weekend. Uh, And uh, no, 
the futures deal is tough to me because you sign the guaranteed money that gets you in the door next year for training camp. There's not a guaranteed spot on a roster. So I, I, I feel like if they're investing the money this early, then they've clearly seen something that they like. Uh, and then they're going to see how it works out. I think she can definitely run with the pack uh, <laughs> in training camp and, and impress the people on his way. Yeah, yeah, certainly. And I think that is, you hit the nail on that. The most attractive part about Tyrell Ford to me, and and just to circle back a little bit, don't get me wrong, I don't think Tyrell Ford is a bad football player by any stretch of the means. I'm comparing him to Mark Antoine Ducroix, for goodness sakes, who was arguably one of the best Canadian safeties, if not the best Canadian safety in the CFL this year. However, it's the speed aspect. It's the ability to play special teams. It's the ability to do <laughs> multiple things, play multiple positions across an NFL coverage unit. But the speed and the special teams ability, especially that damn 40, he ran, he was tied for, I should say he was tied for, but he ran the seventh fastest 40 in CFL combine history. It was what, a 4-4-2? He ran a 4-4-2, I believe. Yeah, don't forget he went down to the, uh, was it the Buffalo Pro Day as well? And yeah, tore it he, up down he there. Went to mini camps for I believe the Steelers. And no, no, no. Giants. The University of Buffalo pro day. Him and Trey. Oh went yes, down. like it was yeah. him, Deontay Knight, his brother. Yeah, he mm-hmm. tore it up down there too. Uh, but he did. He does have NFL mini camp experience as well. He went to mini camps prior to the start of the CFL season before he played all eighteen <clears throat> games with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers as a rookie. Absolutely. Uh, all right. Let's get what people came here for. The top 20, 2023. First edition. It's in January. Uh, <clears throat> Going to be January 13th when this comes out. Friday the 13th. Scary hours here uh, at CF Perspective. Honor. Drake. Do you want to start from 20 to 1 or 1 to yes. 20? Yes. Let's do it. Let's make everybody wait. We're going right. 20 to 1. You take number 20 then because it's, uh, it's one of your guys. Yes. Over the years, I've grown a slight too strong bias towards the Montreal Carabans, especially the defensive talent that they seem to put out every year in the CFL draft. We've had our Retta Crambies. We've had our Marc-Antoine Duquois. We just discussed our Pierre-Olivier Lestages. And now we are going to get into one of the most versatile prospects I've seen come out of Montreal in the last few years. Linebacker Michael Brodrick, a 6-3-230 off-ball menace can come up and play on the line, but he is listed as a linebacker. He rushes really well. He covers really well. I love this guy. All right. Michael Brodrick, <clears throat> certainly a prospect we've been waiting on a couple of years. I believe we're he talking was in, about him even in the last year, right? I believe he opted out last year, but uh, 19, Connor, I'm going to go with a guy that I've been saying this about for quite some time. Uh, this is RB1 in U Sports. And no, it's not going to be the reigning two-time OUA MVP, Keon Edwards. This is Adam Williams. And I know this is going to get a lot of pushback because how on earth can I have Adam Williams? I'm going to spoil the list for you guys as running back two behind a guy that we're never going to see in the CFL. Not naming names. Adam Williams to me is an A-plus athlete. He is going to put his face in your chest whenever he's standing there in pass pro. And he can get after it on special teams as well. Greg Marshall has always preached that since he got there 
in my senior year at U of T that you need to be able to work on specials and Adam Williams has done so. Uh, the athleticism is paramount and on display every time he touches the ball, hurdles, trucks, spin moves, he refuses to go down. And I think his top end gear is just too good not to look at. Yeah, it's hard to agree. I mean, I watched the same OUA season that you did this year. I saw the same things he did in the OUA that you did this year. Uh, it's definitely difficult for me to deny Adam Williams. Uh, and to your point, sticking with the theme of value to special teams, and I think that we need to remind everybody that's a lot of what the CFL draft is about. How versatile are you? How many different things can do can you do? And how good are you at playing the third phase of the game in special teams? And that is where our next player slots in. Another linebacker for me, the Alberta linebacker, Jake Taylor. Man, this kid is good as a linebacker. No, Very don't, good don't put him as, as linebacker, linebacker Connor. Don't don't limit him. Sam put, Backer, do you want me to put him as an ATH? ATH, Sam Backer, DB, safety, wherever you need him to play <clears> in the <throat> secondary, off the ball, on the line, getting in getting in there and getting his nose dirty. Plus, special teams appeal, special teams value. I think he's going to test well. I think he's going to move well. I don't know how fast he is going to move, but I think he's going to move well. But man, those Can West athletes, they always seem to run well. <laughs> Yeah, he uh, actually the East West Bowl ran a four six seven forty and then a six eight eight three cone along with a thirty eight inch vert. Connor, he can cover downfield. He's athletic enough to run with guys. Good tackler as well in space. Uh, I see him as like a boundary half, Sam safety. Wherever you want to put this guy, he's going to make you a better football team. Much like uh, former Alberta Golden Bear <laughs> Jaden Dalkey, uh, I believe that Jake Taylor actually slid into. Dalkey's old position in this defense now that he was gone. Um, but he he played a great uh, game this year. Kind of that uh, thicker Josh Haggerty. Oh, you know what? If you look at his picture, he's got curly hair, but it's, it's getting to the Josh Haggerty levels. I don't think anyone will ever impress as much as Josh Haggerty did simply on hair okay. aesthetics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, 6'2", 215, like it's a great size uh, to play in the box as well. Uh, all right, Elliot Beamer, number 17. Uh, like what do we, first team All-Canadian uh, center from the Western Mustangs has anchored the nation's best running attack for the last few years. Uh, very strong player at the point of attack. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited to see him. Anybody that can snap the ball, gets value for me if you can snap the ball it is like we talk about it time and time and time again it's just such an added element bryce bell i mean calgary brought him in because they thought he could snap right so and our guy's to he was Surreal? he was the yeah. second round pick for the red blocks but he played most of the games this year was on the roster why because he could snap and darius Soraka has made a career out of it <laughs> uh all right Let's talk Nick Martin, uh, NCAA receiver, six foot six, Connor. Why is he at 16? If he can catch the ball, he's got good skills at the point of attack, good route running. Because this guy has transferred to another university, he uh, played at Cincinnati this last year and then has already announced his transfer to Hugh Freeze and his illustrious recruiting ways down at Auburn, uh, back in the SEC. So Nick Martin at 16, uh, just just simply because he is going back to school. Yeah, I just want to see I want to, and to add to that back. He's going to an SEC program. I want to see a little bit of that, you know, 
I know he was there a little bit longer. He was in the in the conference a little bit longer, but some of that Josh Palmer development. Go down there, go to the SEC, go to a tough conference. Absolutely. Uh, all right, 15. This is your guy. I mean, this is, I, I, okay. I'm going gonna, gonna to hand you three in a row here because you found him, so sound off. Uh, we were scrolling through, making sure that we just had our P's and Q's and checked everyone, and we got to the bottom of the alphabetical order list and said, Anthony Vandal Sherbrooke. said, hmm, okay, let's look at him. So then you start to see that he's an All-Canadian. I believe he was second-team All-Canadian this year. Uh, was an RSEC All-Star last year. And then you put on the tape, and I said to you immediately, oh, my God, here's our Cyril Hogan-Sandal. This guy is finishing every block by or every play by throwing someone into the dirt. Uh, <clears throat> plays right tackle, patient feet, weights with his hands as well. Uh, good size to match, right tackle. Um, uh, so I'm sure you can bump into some guard as well if you need to be. Uh, but yeah, Anthony Vandal, 15. Sherbrooke Barrior. Uh, I'm, I'm excited. This is, this is not a school that we see put out a ton of guys. Uh, but this year, Anthony Vandal could be that dude. Yeah. Couldn't agree more. I mean, I started looking at him, started looking at him after you had mentioned it and it was impressive. And speaking of impressive, this next guy came in at number 19 on the fall scouting bureau, the CFL fall scouting bureau, but Reese Martin, a East coast defensive lineman, and I think that the East Coast, we think that the East Coast here at CFP gets a little bit of an unfair knock. This is an East Coast kid that decided to stay home, that is pro-ready right freaking now. Six foot four, 200, listed at 289 pounds as a defensive lineman. He's a body mover. He is comfortable getting his nose dirty. He's gritty. He makes plays, not necessarily the stat stuffing plays again, but messing up the offensive flow. And I think he's ready right now. Yeah, he's a guy that we've, uh, especially our East Coast friend, Ray Perkin, has kind of said the last couple of years, like, hey, watch out for Reese Martin. Sorry, I should re rephrase that. Our East Coast friend and offensive coordinator at Holland College, great school, uh, <clears throat> Ray Perkin has said, like, Check this guy out. You guys are gonna want to see this. Um, I he he plays with an anger in the middle, absolutely, and I I'm excited to see where he goes when we get to see him, especially being at Mount A. They didn't cross over, they didn't make it out of their conference. I'm excited to see him when he gets that opportunity uh, to really make a difference and show his strength against some uh, different competition. Yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see what he's going to test like. Uh, when we get to the combine season and how he matches up against some of, you know, the other prospects from around the country. Not that I don't think he's going to do well. I just, I'm just excited to see it. I want to see him against some of those big schools. I want to see him, you know, dig his heels in and compete a little bit. Uh, all right. Next guy. I'm excited, Connor. This is, this is one of our top corners, cover corner, pure cover corners. Uh, the believe... lone bright spots in an otherwise not so nice season. For the Guelph Griffins. Uh, Cerumian Harrison Bagayogo. Uh, on all of our things, I have just had to put Harrison Bagayogo or Cerumian Bagayogo because it is too damn long to fit into one small little box. But the fact that this guy 
is as high as he is. 6'3", 195. Connor, he is coverage corner through and through. He, uh, We know he can make special teams plays. His freshman year, he was the one that sent the Carlton Ravens packing with a punt block. Uh, <clears throat> he locks up guys that go against him. That's why if, you, if you're stat sheet surfing, uh, the most tackles he had in the game was two and a half because you are not throwing to this guy when he is getting his hands on the ball. Just watch his tape. You don't need to stat surf with him. Watch his tape. Just watch the tape, the feet, the hips, the transition. <clears throat> he's so smooth, so sticky, so rangy. Great coverage guy. Yeah, he's long too. I, I really yeah. do like uh, Cerimian in this spot. Um uh, he's down one of the guys at the Collegiate Gridiron Showcase, which we'll get into before the end of the episode. Uh, but when you're looking at him as <clears throat> as his size, you could see him play safety. You could see him play corner. Um, I don't think he's going to blow the doors off speed-wise like Tyrell Ford did, but a similar type of player where he's just he's just eliminating a side of the field for OUA teams. Mm-hmm. Next prospect on our list, sliding in at number 12, Luol Uguak. The TCU, not defending national champion, unfortunately. They lost big to those Georgia Bulldogs. Nonetheless, great Canadian talent down there playing for TCU. Uh, I don't believe he got a lot of snaps in that national that national championship game, but his tape from the season and is his very tape from impressive. his tape from UConn as well. Because he was a guy that kind of yeah. transferred in this last year to play with the Horn Frogs. Um, Oh, they have the best uni set, I think, in the Big 12. And that's tough because OK State has some good ones. Uh, yeah. But no, he he uh, he played great on the interior uh, for UConn as well in his time there. Uh, 6'5", 271. I, I said to Connor, he, he kind of reminds me of Ted LaRaw. Um, but we'll, we'll see more of him as we get going through the draft process. Uh, very solid prospect at 12. Uh, 11, Jared Wayne, Pitt, 1,000-yard receiver uh, with Keaton Slovis. Uh, he was good last year as well, even when they had Jordan Addison. Um, this guy, to me, is is like Josh Palmer, but light. Um, not going to blow you away speed-wise. Not going to blow you away size-wise. But he's going to find a way to get open. He's going to catch the ball. He's going to get you yards and get you down the field. And, and there's something to be valued of that, like, Yes, everyone's looking for the home run hitter, and we have a few on this list still to go. But with Jared Wayne, it's like, okay, we can consistently count on you to move the sticks for us, and he's proven it at a high level for multiple years. So I'm I'm excited to have Jared Wayne uh, hopefully come up north for the combine and showcase against a guy like Baggy Yogo, uh, <clears throat> just to kind of see where he matches up when say the opposing DB is a freak. All right, we're getting into the top 10, and we're going to speed things up a little bit here because some of these guys we do need to talk about. Some of these guys are just see you later, see you never, (laughs) south of the border type guys. But number 10, Buffalo offensive linemen. There's just something about it. Buffalo players in general seem to be – you know, sought after by CFL GMs a little bit, I'll, I'll, I'll say. But Gabe Wallace, offensive lineman from Buffalo, body mover, versatile guy, pulling guard. Yeah, pulling he moves guard. He moves real well in space. Uh, I'm excited to see more of him uh, throughout this process. Uh, we'll go number nine. 
this is where I'm talking about when I say can score from anywhere on the field. Yeah. Um, our wide receiver one in this draft, Mr. Clark Barnes from Guelph. Playmaker, explosive playmaker. Kick the ball to him, sure. Throw him a Throw hook, ball sure. Yeah. Downfield, sure. He's going to house something when he gets his hands on the ball. Yeah. Uh, this is why I believe he is on top of Nick Mardner, uh, Jared Wayne, um, uh, and the rest of the wide receiver class, quite frankly, from U Sports, is anywhere you get him the ball, there's a threat for him to score. And for a CFL team, you can put him on kick returns if your receiving core is stacked, um, and he'll still be able to contribute to your team in a positive way. Yeah, I mean, everybody was enamored with the Philpot twins last year, and rightfully so, but I think Clark Barnes is in that echelon of that type of athlete. Yeah, I, I do think so, uh, especially with his return skills as well. Yeah. What yeah. was it two years ago? We were saying every single game, it seemed like Clark Barnes was housing a kick. Housing a punt, yeah, and he's been doing it since his rookie year. Uh, all right, number eight, late Cordy Moore, uh, UBC. Is he is he the F-to-play-up guy from U-Sports? Yes. Yeah. Yes, all right. without question. <laughs> F-to-play-up uh, guy of the year. Dante Bull from Fresno State. Uh, unfortunately, broke his leg this year. Um, ending his collegiate career early, but uh, still a big right tackle as well. Uh, big, big, big human being, big prospect as well. Um, number six, former Guelph Griffin, Tavis Robinson. Not a name that we've talked about in a little while here, but definitely a name that is worth bringing up. Definitely a name that is certainly a name that is worth putting on this list and this high in our early edition here, but Tavis Robinson was a great product at Guelph. That's why he earned the opportunity down at Ole Miss. I think no matter who drafts him, no matter where he ends up, he's the type of player, type of character that is going to consistently grow, and he's going to turn into a run stuffer and a body mover. Uh, Connor, take number five for me, please. Jimmy, Pete, James, Peter, Gigi, for all those still wondering – is the first horse out of a gate in a race. James Peter, first horse out of the gate in the damn linebacker race this year for U Sports. This dude oh, was an oh absolute yeah, for sports. <laughs> force. Yeah, for U Sports. Was an absolute force, the best linebacker, period, in he, U Sports this year. He's a he's he's a stud through and through. He looks East the part, West Shrine invite. Good sides. I mean, yeah. yeah. So the East West Shrine invite, for those that don't follow us every year uh east west shrine game down in the states takes two canadians every year uh, a couple years ago it was carter o'donnell mark antoine de croix carter o'donnell yeah. has not since returned from the indianapolis colts mark antoine de croix has been a standout safety with the alouettes uh, olivia lestage i believe was the year after that and he ended up with the seahawks for a little bit so yes uh james peter connor gets after it run game pass game uh pass rush he can add that element as well uh, team leader on that defense for the GGs. I, I'm excited to see this guy. I yeah. I just need to get him at the combine, going one on one, whatever drills you want with some running backs. It's going to be a good matchup. Certainly is, and I think that kind of ten to five six range for us. That's kind of like the probably going to be some pretty damn good CFLers in here. Maybe a couple C and Evers. But this four to one range, see you never. Truly, oh, see you never. 
I don't know about number four. It could be it could be an Enoch McConzo situation. Jonathan Sutherland from Penn State, sixth year guy, uh, transitioned from safety into linebacker in his time there. Uh, <clears throat> I just like the body type a lot. He's got a lot of uh, time as the leader of that defense. Uh, a lot of time in Big Ten in big time games. Uh, did have an off the field issue in 2021, but I feel like he has rebounded since then uh with this team but the nittany lion at number four last time we saw nittany lion connor was jesse lucetta who is still with the arizona cardinals another guy i know it's only been a year but another guy who has not returned north of the border just yet we are into our top three players of our early top 20 but i feel like with number three you can't talk about number three without talking about number one so we want to go. Do we want to go to number two and then come back to three and one? No, nah, just, just go three it? two. Just go three two one. Sydney Brown. Sydney Brown, the DB Brown brother <laughs> from uh, the Fighting Illini. Uh, no, he's these two. I mean, Chase Brown. Sure, we'll just give him the three now. Sydney Sow here is number two. He will be at the Reese's Senior Bowl, uh, yep. and then Chase Brown, number one. He is. Gone, especially now that Blake Corum is going back to Michigan. Is there yeah. a better running back in the NFL draft? No, those were well, those were the top. Are you really the sorry, top sorry, two sorry, running sorry. backs in football? Bijan Robinson is the top. Yes, Chase Brown is very close behind him, though. Maybe, but yes, those were yeah, okay, fine. Those were the top three running backs in college football: Blake Corum, Bijan Robinson, and Chase Brown. Chase Brown and Robinson both entering the draft quorum, as you said, going back to Michigan. See you never, Chase Brown. The fighting Illini. Yeah, and uh, depending on how City South does at the Senior Bowl, he could easily be in that conversation as well. It's a a stage uh, that you can really cement your place in the NFL draft. Um, Certainly. Justin Herbert. Well, man. look what it Quinn Quinn Miners, the the yeah. three center that ended up going to the Broncos, and he's started for them the last two years. Yeah, um, it's a place where you can make a name for yourself. So, uh, Josh Palmer <laughs> had a pretty competitive uh, senior bowl as well. Oh yeah, and Baker Mayfield as well. The year before that ended up going number one overall. Uh, so on that note, there's our top twenty. I'm excited to. Rework this a thousand times over over the next three months. But, uh, Connor, I think that's it for today. Anything else on your mind? Uh, do we want to circle back to the College Good Internet Showcase quickly? Sure, you can go ahead. Give our thoughts on that. I think it's great. I think it's a great opportunity for these Canadian players that get to go down and play against some of the American talent. But We need to pump the brakes a little bit when we see these Canadian guys that are absolutely demolishing players from Maine, players from Old Dominion, players from basically D3 college football programs. U Sports is damn good football. I'm not surprised when I see some of these things. When I see a late Cordy Moore or a Theo Benedict absolutely mashing on some poor soul from Old Dominion or Toledo, like – Man, I'm not surprised by that. We got good athletes up here, and that's all I want to say on that, really. Okay, so who was the Calgary uh, Subomi Oyasoro yeah. last year? Had a freakish play at the CGS. Good player. He came up to back up to the CFL combine circuits and 
was very pedestrian. Yeah, I mean, he was slightly above average. Didn't stand out, but didn't screw up. But when you're looking at guys like, okay, so there's a receiver there from Concordia. He's not, he's making plays, making good catches, but he's not Clark Barnes. No, and and he's not. that's where I think we need to maybe stop pressing the hype button so much on the CGS. It's great for the guys that are down there, and you do you. You get your looks, and there are scouts there because get the NFL is can, very right? diligent in sending scouts to everywhere possible. Yeah. But in terms of this being like a, a huge stepping stone, if someone got invited to like the Reese's Senior Bowl, oh, my God. That's fantastic. Like Neville Gallimore played in it in his uh, senior year out of Oklahoma. It was fantastic. He got to show on a national stage in a game that everyone is watching their NFL teams hands on working with these players day in, day out, that he could be the guy. So I, I, I really, uh, I really do uh, congratulate the guys that are down there, but let's, let's temper our expectations. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. But we still got so much more draft content that we are hmm. going to be pumping also, out. Also not to mention the fact that a guy like Theo Benedet is down there. He's also deferred for the CFL draft. So yeah. what 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 are we what are we doing? He's just getting reps in, he's getting work in. Maybe, you know, maybe he gets a transfer opportunity at this <laughs> He got point, a free but... vacation to go and bully some guy from Toledo for <laughs> for 5 days. So <laughs> But yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. But we have tons more draft content that we are going to be putting out, tons more draft stuff that we're going to be keeping our eye on. So everybody keep their eyes locked on us. And don't forget to go to fox40shop.com. Get your coaching stuff, your whistles. We're in combine season, right? Need those whistles for 40 starts. If you don't have a whistle, how are you going to know when to start? How are you going to know when to start if you don't have somebody standing on the line with you? Again, again, again. I'm joking, but... <laughs> but go to fox40shop.com because they have a ton of great products. And if you do so, you can get 15% off at checkout with the code CFP. Again, fox40shop.com. Perfect. All right. See you guys next week. That's all for Con and I. Enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the NFL wildcard slate. Our picks. Our picks. Do we do our picks? No, we haven't. Quickly throw them in. Quickly. Uh, Jags, Chargers. No, wait. Chargers. Sorry, that's not, that's not the first game. Uh, Niners, Seahawks. Niners. Niners. Okay. Uh, Jags, Chargers. Chargers. Yes. Uh, then we go to the Saturday. No, that, that is Saturday. <laughs> Sunday we go Vikings, Giants. Vikings. No, Giants. You're going upset alert, Giants? Okay. Uh, <clears throat> I'm going Vikings to Kirk D. Cousins is the man. It's not prime uh, time. <clears throat> it's not. It's 430. Uh, Dolphins, Bills. Bills, don't Bills. even question it. Bengals, Ravens. Bengals. Bengals. Sorry, dude. <laughs> oh, it's okay. And then finally, Cowboys and Bucks. Bucks. All right, we're, the, we're in lockstep here. Uh, the Cowboys don't game. scare me. They look the like Ravens trash. If Lamar Washington. Jackson, I'd pick the Ravens. But yeah. with Tyler Huntley, who's injured, and our third-string quarterback who gifted them four different touchdowns last week, um, you know, not feeling it. It's, it's tough. Not feeling that. Mind you, Roquan Smith locked in five more years. Yes. True. All right. 
there's our picks, everyone. We almost forgot about them. Enjoy the rest of your week.